Goodness gracious. Hey, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we talk about things like cryptozoology. Right before we recorded, Lindsay just showed Molly where all of her toys were. Urban legends. They're, her toys are in a new spot, and she doesn't. She hasn't figured it out yet. Paranormal things. She got one of her toys. <laughs> all sorts of spooky things. You never know. <laughs> Uh, every single week since Lindsay showed Molly where her toys were, Lindsay will go to where Molly's toys are, and I will go okay. somewhere else. Where not Molly's toys are. Where my toys are, my action, my action toys. Yeah. And then we both reconvene in our house in the middle of the woods and discuss the very spooky topics we've researched with each other and every one of you for the very first time on Earth. And this week, I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to Rathu, our tiny stuffed rat we bought at Ikea. I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to, I don't know, our downstairs. It's not our upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you think? What's cozier? Downstairs in general, in general, in any house, uh -huh. downstairses or upstairses? Well, our bedroom is upstairs, so you'd think that would be more cozy, but mm -hmm. it is pretty loungy downstairs. It's really loungy downstairs. We've realized that our house has a lot of napping energy. Yeah, it's kind of scary because if you just chill in our house for like 10 minutes, you'll probably want to take a nap. And I don't think we can take the credit for the napping energy in the house. I think it's just inherent nap. It's like a nap, not a not not a nap portal. There's like a weird, there's a vortex. Isn't that what they're called here? There's a lot of very tired spiritual energy here. Yeah. Or we have a carbon monoxide leak. We don't know yet. So Or we have there's many. Something. There's something that's making us sleepy here. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even turkey. We don't even eat a lot of turkey. Nope. It's not even uh, what else? I don't know. <laughs> what other things make you tired? Sleeping pills? Yeah. Okay, not that. Um, a sauna. Sauna. We don't have a sauna. No. Z-Quil. Um, did take some Z-Quil. Yeah, you did actually before this. You took yeah, nighttime so, extra strength cough syrup. So hopefully I won't fall asleep during this <laughs> Lindsay, episode. Lindsay took the equivalent of like the really expensive gasoline cough syrup. Yeah. Yeah. What, diesel? Well, diesel, I think diesel. Diesel Quill? I always think diesel's like, like you're, you're, you're what, what is it, going green. You know, you're doing the whole like going green thing. It's like the big trucks. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of biodiesel. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, biodiesel is also what I call, I always refer to my arms as being, they're pretty biodiesel. Oh, cool. <laughs> Wait, cool. well, okay. And I do have to apologize. I said my arms. I meant to say, that's what I call my pythons as I call them. Oh, <laughs> you call your already nicknamed arms another nickname? What do I call my arms again? Will you you're... said that you call your pythons, okay. which means that you've already nicknamed your arms. Yeah, super cool. And then you call your pythons your biodiesel arms. Well, well, biodiesel is how I refer like, oh, my pythons. I'm not sure if you can tell. Oh, they and run I, on biodiesel? Yeah, I do a little flex and you can oh. hear my skin like stretching when I because of all my very tight muscles in my arms. Okay. And I say that they're biodiesel. Well, last week we, you, <laughs> uh, you talked about what again? I wanted to say teeth, but that's not true. Uh, different uh, movie endings. That's right. Alternate movie endings of like pretty big horror flicks. 
That's right. And you were saying that there was a wildly extended scene from Event Horizon. Where you did a little research. I did. And I've tried to find that scene, the one scene that they took out of all the people getting mutilated yeah. uh, in the heck portal. And it does not exist. You can't find it. And I guess the director is like, it doesn't exist anymore. No, no one's able to get it, which makes me want to see it so much worse. I know. It's like a Kubrick trick. He's it is just like a like, Kubrick trick. Nope, not gonna see it. Eyes wide shut. Not gonna see that extra twenty minutes I took out. That stuff was destroyed, wasn't it? Yeah, well, allegedly destroyed. Right, and then Kubrick died like five days before that movie came out. Conspiracy. Conspiracy. I think he. You know, I don't think I'm. Uh, I don't think I'm saying a lot of new information. I think he was murdered from the people that he, he might have been murdered. That he whistle blew. Is that how you say it? Uh, well, then last week I talked about. Whistle um, blowed up. Whistle blowed up. <laughs> he showed up, got whistle blowed up. <laughs> he got zippy zapped, blowed up. He did. Zippy zapped. <laughs> uh, my favorite part about what you just said is you said zippy zap blowed up and then you took a sip of tea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I talked about, what did I talk about? Oh, yeah. All the cattle out in the Pacific Northwest that are showing up bloodless, tongueless, and uh-oh-less. And I personally think it's witches. You know what? Yes. When I was editing the show, I also think it's witches who operate on a particular level, a very high level of witch a assa- high rank like, and a high rank high rank and witch. Yeah, they're a real high rank and stankin' witch. That's a hard thing to say. It's very hard to say, and I'm surprised yeah. I got through it in one take. Me too. <laughs> uh, but those those are witches that are operating, yeah, far on, on a completely different playing field. These are like assassin witches, witches right. designed to kill cattle quietly and cleanly and quirk. Yeah, I guess it is kind of quirky to cut out a cattle's tongue. It is quirky because, oh, you know. It's a weird quirk. Just because, because why? They got to put stuff in their kettle. Yeah. Because they're witches. Yeah. What's so? They probably sit around and they're like, well, uh, witch Megan down the street, she got goat's foot in her kettle. Like, what can I do to one up her? Oh, I'm going to get the blood of a cattle. Just the blood. Yeah. Or the uh-oh. Uh, the uh-oh or the tongue. And then they'll say, that's really quirky of you. Like, well, kind of quirky. And then the other witch is going to pop up and be like, I got the 20 minutes of footage that you can't find of Event Horizon. So how about that, Megan? Yeah. So now who's the quirkiest? (laughs) Well, I think I'm first this week. Yes. I have a little bit of breaking booze. Oh, excellent. Because I do later, but I'm excited to hear your breaking booze. Well, my breaking booze isn't really scary-ish. It can be scary if you're scared of this thing. But Let me most guess. things. Let me guess. <laughs> Usually you are scared of something that you're scared of. Well, let me guess. <laughs> so, but you framed it in a way to uh, in which leads me to believe that like this might not be a thing that's typically scary. So I'm going to guess what it is. Ready? Yeah. Cauliflower. No. Okay. Well, then I don't know what it is. <laughs> and I'm not scared of anything else. Okay. Well, uh, Dave Snyder and Dave Burkett in New Jersey, they um, discovered a rare two-headed rattlesnake. Okay. That's a little bit scary. Yeah. There's pictures of him online. He is just a two-headed rattlesnake. Since they're both named Dave, they have <laughs> named the rattlesnake 
Double Dave. I was gonna guess. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not joking. I'm it's not. Double Dave, the rattlesnake. You can look him up. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not joking around. I was gonna say, let me guess the name, Lance, and you go, okay, take a guess, and I'd say Double Dave, and you would have said no. And you would have said no. It's not Double Dave. It's Stephen. Well, I think that's something. why I wanted to share the story because I think that. We named the snake. I think we did. I think we did name the snake Double Dave, the well, two-headed rattlesnake. <laughs> Double Dave uh. is a baby rattlesnake, um, just a few weeks old, about nine inches, uh, twenty-three centimeters long. Do you mean it's a baby in like its age, or it's a baby like if you were to insult it and cry, and you go, well, "Stop crying, you little baby." <laughs> both, both. I don't <laughs> okay. know. Um, right. It has two independent heads. And a shared body. Each of the heads named Dave. And um, it's really surprising that these double-headed creature actually is surviving. Well, yeah. It's also really surprising that this that a rattlesnake has two heads. But, That's also really surprising. But Double Dave is having some problems. Well, you don't say. Because there is... There's a lot of showing that, like, they have two different brains. Okay. Like, it really is just, like, one body, two heads. One wants a skateboard, the other one wants to be an architect? Kind of. Like, one wants to slither left, and the other one will want to go right. Like, it's an ongoing battle. So, the two Daves adopted Double Dave, and they've been taking care of him because they're, like, in the wild, he's not going to survive. He's so confused. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I would think it's a two-headed snake's pretty confused. Because it kind of staggers around and it kind of like, you can tell it's battling <laughs> with itself. As one of the Dave snakes a vegan, you know, that could also make it a pretty It could be a problem because they share the same like, you know, body. I don't know if they have like what kind of digestive system they have, but they, uh, they share the same I think, everything. I think it's snake style. Snake-style um, digestion. I mean, we've heard of two-headed animals. I mean, it was kind of like a Ripley's Believe It or Not, like two-headed oh, animals. Yeah. But this actually is not very rare, finding two-headed two-headed animals. No, but it is very rare that they survive very long. You know what also, honestly, is more rare than finding a two-headed animal? Naming it Double Dave. <laughs> Well, Double Dave is the coolest <laughs> name I've heard so far. Yeah. And the fact that two Daves did find him, that's pretty awesome, I uh, think. Yeah, I think it's really great. Because I was also going to make a comment. Hey, remember that Kids in the Hall song? These are the Daves I know. Now, this that snake could also be included in that song. Double Dave, the snake. Some of them are snake friends and most of them <laughs> just dudes. Well, last September... A two-headed viper was also found slithering around a residential garden in Virginia. I feel like that's scarier for yeah, some reason. Yeah, well, because a rattlesnake is could be scary, too. A viper is poisonous yeah. big time. Well, so Brett, rattlesnakes are also poisonous, right? Right. So... Well, let me ask... Not good. In case they're listening, our friends over at Just the Zoo of Us, what's scarier? A two-headed rattlesnake or a two-headed viper? Well, there was also a two-headed deer that was found in Minnesota. Okay, I feel like that's just kind of cute. Yeah, it would be kind of cute, actually. I feel like you've seen the two-headed deer before. And (laughs) last year, this was the scariest one, I think. A flatworm, a species of worm that can regrow and be complete individuals off of their cut pieces. Yeah. Yeah, they grew second heads, but it was off of its butt. Oh, gross. So... (laughs) Yeah, it was um at an international space station. So did did the one worm? Let me guess. Did they do a study to see if one of the worm heads? 
This is such a dumb thing. Was his head or his butt? Uh, Yeah, this is such a dumb thing that I'm going to say. Did they do a study to see if one of the worm heads had worse breath than the other one? (laughs) To see? Because because one of the worm's heads would be the other worm's butt. Yeah. So his breath would smell like poop. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Maybe we shouldn't do late night recordings anymore. Uh, And this is what's so funny about this being late night is it's not even late. Like now no. some people are probably like, oh, you want to go? Why don't we make dinner reservations for 930? <laughs> it's 927 right now when we're recording. And we're like, well, we got to get to bed. And okay. It's... Do you want a really scary story next or do you want another funny one? Well, is the scary... it's funny, scary, but there's also one that's just like that's scary. Is the scary story knowing that you and I will be in bed in a half an hour? Because we're old and uh, irrelevant. No, but it'll probably keep you up during the night. Ooh, I want that one next. You want the scary one? Yeah. Okay. Um, because I'm strong one, and I can take this it. This one grossed me out so much. Okay, Susie <sighs> Torres of Kansas City, Missouri, took herself to the doctor's office for a swooshing sound that wouldn't go away in her ear. Okay, like what kind? Like what kind of like a like a? She just said, "quote a swooshing sound," and it was bothering her swooshing okay yeah okay i'm trying to visual all right i bet you it'll be clearer when you say the thing okay <laughs> but when a nurse peered inside Torres's ear terror was exactly oh. what the health <sighs> provider found <sighs> i don't i don't want to know it she ran i don't want to know it she ran out of the room and said i'm gonna get a couple more people the nurse said that yeah imagine being susan Going okay, all right. What is in there? She needs. She needs to get reinforcements. To have, to have a medical professional lead, like run out of the room and yell and go, "I gotta get people. To, I need help." Yeah, she needs more. She needs backup. Oh my gosh! No thanks. Poor Susan. Okay, so Susan said that when the nurse practitioner came back in, she said, trying to be very calmly. Oh. I think, quote, I think you have an insect in there. Okay, 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 <laughs> all right, okay. Okay, so Susan's a little freaked out. I don't even like them on my body. I know, I don't even like that they exist. On my any shirt. Insect, I can any insect, any of them. No, we don't need them. A fruit fly could land on me and I could freak out. I'd throw up on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I could be wearing 12 coats and if it was on the 12th coat, I'd still be grossed out. Yeah, it's it gets... A lot worse. A lot? So the doctor gets reinforcements, tells Susan there's an insect in there, doesn't tell her yet what it is. Oh, gosh. Until they get it out. Ugh. What do you think was in her? What do you think's in her ear? Uh, an insect? I know, but what kind? No, I know. But like, okay, it's a bug? Yeah. Uh, a centipede. Ugh, a centipede. A big centipede. It was <laughs> like eating a house the, centipede? Was, no, a real centipede. The ones that are like... Like huge? Like the size of your arm? Well, not that big. <laughs> she has a big ear then. <laughs> not, not that big. Like the size. Okay, first, like, first question you need to ask is how big are Susan's ears? <laughs> uh, well, if Susan's ears are housing. What can you fit in Susan's ears? Uh, well, I was going to say the centipede, like the size of like an average hot dog, but like the size of an arm? What centipede? Are there centipedes that are the size of a human There's arm? There's those like big centipedes. Are you thinking of cats? No. 
they're like they're create. I don't know. There's general look up big centipede. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> big old centipedes. Um. So they did get it out. Oh, okay. But she thinks that the insect crawled in her ear when she was sleeping, because otherwise she doesn't know how it got in there. But when they pulled it out, it was a brown recluse. <sighs> If you don't know what a brown recluse is, it's a terrifying spider that's not very big, but it's very venomous and it will rot your skin away. It bites you. And it could kill you. It, yeah. It bites you. The venom hangs out. You think you're fine for a while. And then you're, and then where the bite happens, your body starts to decompose. Yeah. That's nasty. It necrotizes your skin. And it's a spider. A daddy long legs, the most innocent spider could be in my ear. And I don't care. That's, no. I'm going to, I'm going to be sick to my stomach. I, you know what I do? I might pass away. I'd either pass away, and if I didn't pass away immediately, I'd close my eyes and go, and I'd just say, ready to pass away. <laughs> I would go to the doctor and have my ears sealed shut. Well, the thing that's crazy about this is it never bit her. Whoa. It was in her ear for like a week. Was the swooshing it trying to whisper her secrets? I don't know. Or maybe Susan. give her <laughs> demonic messages. I don't know. Susan. Susan. Susan, what a cool brain, Susan. Susan, I like you, Susan. <laughs> Susan, I would bite you, but I just I just guess I just but don't want But you are now my humble home, Susan. Uh, what a bit what a get though for a spider to be Ooh. for your for your whole house to be an entire human. You got a ton of space. Well, and the fact that it didn't bite her. Imagine them trying to get it out and it being mad. Then it would have bitten her. Yeah, once oh. the doctors removed the brown recluse, Susan was fine. She said she wouldn't be taking any chances from now on. Ever since the what does that incident, mean? just not sleeping. <laughs> it's not going to let me sleep tonight. Well, I'm not sleeping ever again. I ever promise. since the incident happened, she's been sleeping with cotton balls in her ear. That's probably really smart. Yeah, she soaks them in alcohol, so it totally oh, deters anybody. But, but that can't be good for you. Well, but then also her ears are going to get intoxicated, and then she, and then that's not. She's how gonna is that going to ears? Well, yeah. she has those big old ears. I guess she does have, I mean, I guess we're, she might have very big ears. Other things that people have found in their ears, which there's oh, a long list cool, of stuff, cool. but the ones I thought were gross were fly larvae. No, thanks. Flesh-eating worms. Okay, that's a, that's a metal band probably. And one guy in Florida even had a gecko in there. Oh. I mean, I guess if it's like a, that talking gecko from the commercials, from the, it would yeah, just from be the more annoying was, than gross. It would be you know? way more annoying. Yeah. Great. Yeah. We get it. You're a talk. We get it. <laughs> if I, if there was a gecko in my ear, honestly, I would not be grossed out. I really don't feel like I'm, I'm lying. I'd be grossed out. But if I knew it could be a brown recluse or any kind of spider. Oh, yeah. I would be like, thank, I'll take the gecko. Yeah. Give me the gecko. 100% would take the gecko in the ear. I mean, if it was just hanging out in your ear and it was like stuck in there, it's like, oh, well, I got to go to the hospital. Sure. But like, it's just a gecko. What would be the funnest thing to find in your ear? Oh, a blank check that was signed by <laughs> Bill Gates. Just signing over everything to you? Well, no, just like we, we could fill out uh, however much we wanted to fill out. And then it would say like in the memo part of the check, it would say, for the reads, go ahead, go nuts. Oh, And then, nice. yeah, I would just maybe oh, just... Only do like maybe just a couple mil. Yeah. Because that's probably not even really a dent for, for Bill Gates. And then we can go on a bunch of vacations and do all sorts of cool stuff. That'd be fun. Yeah. That's okay. what I would do. Well, what would you want to find in your ear? Oh, well, my first thought was a strawberry plant. Okay. But then you said money and I was like, oh, I guess, yeah, strawberries aren't as cool. You know what, though? What a metaphor. 
is because that money is finite. It will go away. If you have a good strawberry plant in your ear, it'll come back every season. You might get a few strawberries a year out of that out of your out of your ear. It'll take like three or four years to get some strawberries, but once you do, they'll be plentiful. And yeah, but you also have to worry about is your ear getting enough sun? You know, <laughs> you have to well, shine a light in there. Yeah, you do. Yeah, when when you, you have go to, to bed. water it. Okay, do you want my last story? Yeah, I think I do. Okay. When some people perform karaoke, they sing their hearts out. But one man in eastern China took it a little further than that. Okay. He sang for so long and with such intensity that he experienced a collapsed lung. Oh, my gosh. After performing 10 consecutive songs with very, very high notes, the 65-year-old suffered from chest pains and had difficulty breathing. He was 65? Five? Ten consecutive, consecutive songs, high notes, just going at it. I hope Rick Ashley was one of them. I I hope never going to give you up. It was it was uh it was all the exact same song, and it was that Mariah Carey song that that like the that video of the lawnmower flying in the air, whatever that one is. What Isn't is that, that one? Emotion? Um, emotion, yeah. Yeah, that would, be, that would be really great. And he was crushing it every single time. Yeah, he was taken to the hospital. They realized that he had a collapsed lung because he was doing too much high pressure and singing too many high notes. You know what that man needs? A vocal coach. <laughs> Maybe he had a brown recluse in his ear and he was trying to get it out. Oh, and he wasn't singing karaoke. It just was... Uh, Coincidental, he was screaming, but the exact same pitches as uh, the, the the song Emotion by Mariah Carey. He was Carey. just up there screaming. I mean, we Help. don't know how good or bad his karaoke was. I would love to see this dude sing 10 songs back to back karaoke style. Karaoke is something I don't like to do. No. Uh, but I would, yeah, I. that's why I really respect this dude for going for it. Maybe Ten the, songs? That's a lot of songs. Well, and At now like he learned. full volume? Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's well, a lot. It's a, You're right. It's a lot. <laughs> and maybe he learned his lesson, stop at nine. Yeah. Nine's plenty. You know what I'll say is plenty for karaoke? One. <laughs> maybe stop at one song. <laughs> just do one. Because if you do two, everybody is going to be like, oh, here's this person again. Okay. okay. Let's, let's walk through it. You do one and you sing Emotion by Mariah Carey. Okay. It's... Good, great. This the sixty five year old dude did a pretty good job. Yeah. You sing a second song in a row. It's similar to Emotion by Mariah Carey. Really high. Are you like, okay, what's this guy doing? She drives me crazy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, and then he sings three. What what's your emotional level now at three? Like what song or like my passion the passion? You're you're like, what are you thinking as an audience member? If this dude is oh, you're like his third oh, the, he's just gonna keep going all night. This at, is his dream. At what number song does it become funny again, and does he become a hero? Well, then like four and five happen, and you're like, all right, dude, we've had enough. Okay. And then you get kind of just over it and slap happy by six, and okay. you're like, okay, this is kind of funny again. By seven, you're Snapchatting, yeah. putting it on Instagram and Twitter, uh-huh. and you're like, he's not stopping. Yeah. And then eight and nine happen and you're like, okay, we're getting a little bored. Then 10 happens and he gets, <laughs> you're bored and over it and you're ready to leave. And then the ambulances show up because yeah. his lung just collapsed and you're back to the excitement again. And you're like ready to stick around, Snapchat more stuff. So do you think an ambulance has to show up for you to become a karaoke hero? Yeah, I would say he's a karaoke hero. I mean, okay. he sang his lungs out. 
He sang his lungs. Literally. He sang his lungs out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, there was one time, well, one time I was in Chicago with uh, a few people and I sang karaoke because everyone was doing it. And I was thinking, I'm never going to see these people again in Chicago ever again in my life. And uh, of course, I sang that one song from Titanic by Celine Dion. Right. But I told everyone uh, before I got up there, I announced really loud that I was Celine Dion's nephew. And everyone got right. really quiet and they were like, oh, really? But then I sang and they were like, oh, obviously he's not her, <laughs> her nephew because he's not good. And they were like, we're not even Snapchatting this. This is. No, no, yeah. this is this is boring and annoying. Well, that's the couple stories that I had. I had a breaking booze and just some gross stories because that's my favorite. Well, I thought those were very good. Well, thanks. You're welcome. Thank you. Very much. Well, should we go to Haunted Housekeeping and clean up a little bit? Get them brown recluses out of our ears? Yeah, I guess. I guess so, huh? Sweep that house centipede outside. Why do house centipedes look so bad? Because they're terrifying animals from heck. You know what else is terrifying? Hmm. You ever seen one of those camel spiders? Yeah, but they're not in my house right now. No, we so also... I don't want to think about them ever again. <sighs> Man, there's a lot of really nasty bugs. There's some nasty bugs. I don't like bugs that much at all. No. All right. Anyways. Ready Ready for hunt housekeeping? <laughs> yes. Okay, we'll see every one of you there in three, two, one. Bugs. It's almost October, or if we've used the same haunted housekeeping, it's October right now, and we need your help. We want to play a fun October game because, hey, it's fun and spooky, and October we feel like a sort of our month. So what we're looking for is for each and every one of you to call our spooky hotline and let us know your worst Halloween costume from when you were younger or when you were older or just one that you thought was a real dud. Maybe you dressed up as a bowl of soup. Maybe you were a pigeon with a bad haircut. Maybe you were a gorilla business person. Maybe you were a man child with only one leg. Maybe you were just one leg. <laughs> Let us know. Call our hotline and talk to us about your worst Halloween costumes. The phone number is 803-816-2667. This is an open invitation for each and every human being listening right now. And in October, close to Halloween, we're going to play your messages. To decide who really had the worst Halloween costume. Yes, we're doing a worst Halloween costume gauntlet. And the winner, I don't know, we're not sure yet, but we want you all to call our hotline. Again, the number is 803-816-2667. You can call at 1 a.m., 4 p.m., 3.30 a.m. or p.m. It doesn't matter. It's open 24-7. Call us. Tell us. <laughs> call us. Tell us. <laughs> Our show is also a proud member of the Scavengers Network podcasting family fun, ferociously friendly podcasting family of friends and friends. You can find all sorts of different podcasts on there. We also have a Patreon. You can get bonus content. You can, you know, call us on the phone maybe if we let you. Anything. You can donate for um, anything from a dollar to five million, but there's a cap on five million. You can check it out at scavengersnetwork.com. Yes, and the Patreon is patreon.com slash the scavengers network. If you like the show and you listen to ours or you listen to any other show in the network, why not be a donor and help us create and keep creating more content and more shows for each and every one of you all? And you can also support us by leaving a review or subscribing to our show or maybe telling some friends or 
enemies. Hey, I kind of like these guys. <laughs> hey, here's a show I kind of like. Maybe you'll kind of like it too. <laughs> Join us. And as always, we want to say thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening to our show and spreading the word. Without you, there is no us. And that's a quote that Lindsay Reed made up, but I just said it because I was quoting Lindsay Reed. I'm Lindsay Reed. And I'm not. <laughs> shy like really really shy listen to our podcast Shelly has opinions and you will get to hear five sisters try and guess their sister Shelly's opinion on a variety of silly topics she's real shy best Muppet dinner companion haunted houses street performers motorcycle sidecars Check out Shelly Has Opinions every Tuesday, and you will hear our shy sister writhe in agony as we discuss the pros and cons on every topic that she doesn't want to tell us about, which is everything. Go to ShellyHasOpinions.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, and I love you, and goodbye. Welcome back, our spooky little cow buddies. How are you? When we were about to record again after Haunted Housekeeping, we were reminded of a funny story. We were out to lunch a few weeks ago, and this dude sat next to me. We were eating at a bar and then took a drink of his beer and then out loud to himself, very loud, said, Mmm, beautiful, hoppy aroma. And uh, that was my story, and that's all that happened. Yeah, he was very unusual. And that was the scariest thing to happen to me that week. Yeah, he also passed us a piece of paper about staying in his hostel and how don't call him because the government will intercept your your frequencies or something. So it was a very unusual alien encounter that we had. You know what, Lynn's perfect segue into my breaking booze oh, for no. this week. Yeah. So it is about aliens, but it's not okay. Area right. 51. Okay. It's not Maddie Roberts. It's about our buddy Tom DeLong. Yeah, he's back. I'm surprised he wasn't all about this Area 51 raid. He stayed out of it. Well, I don't know exactly what he was doing, but you know, it, it makes me respect Tom DeLong a little bit more because he was probably looking at all this stuff and going, child, child's play. Right. I'm the owner of a literal aerospace company that's doing data analysis on alien stuff right he probably said it smarter than i just did but i yeah. think you know we all kind of know that he said it in alien language <laughs> bleep blorp parpa pa pleep bleep bleep plorp there's a lot of pleeps and plorps <laughs> well i mean yeah well all right yeah i'm, I'm in alien we only have 10 words yeah and Two of them consist of pleep and plorp. <laughs> and they mean yeah. a variety of different things. Well, yeah, it's a tonal language. Okay. So depending on how many E's are in pleep or how many R's are in plorp, mm -hmm. uh, there's two of the other ones are bleep and blorp. Mm -hmm. um, so if I were to say to you, if I were to say to you, hey. Pleep blorp. How would you, how would you respond? Hey, hon, I'll be back at 10. No, close. Okay. I asked you what your favorite root beer was. Oh, none. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. that's all you had to say. Cool. <laughs> all right. So uh, Tom DeLong, for those of you who don't know, founded a company called To The Stars Academy, which is a essentially like one giant UFO research program 
that is very well funded, publicly funded for that matter, and has a lot of very intelligent people working for it. But there's been some news recently that To The Stars Academy have recently acquired exotic, quote, metamaterials, end quote. Like rocks? Like kind of like rocks. I think this is a metal. I don't know if they know for sure exactly what it is because they're still doing research on what exactly this thing is that they have. Okay, so they think they have space rocks. They think they have space rocks. Well, aren't there... There's proof of space rocks. Like... Well, then I'm going to say this. Okay. They think they have space metal. Okay. Which is... Now, that's not a genre of music. Yeah. Yeah, that's just this. So this is... What'd you say? Space Space metal. Space metal. This is from Alt Press. Uh, This is from Alt-J, my friend. (laughs) Alt-J. Yeah, the musician. (laughs) Yeah, we're buds. Yeah, space metal, Alt-J. Yeah, I see where you're going with this. Well, Alt-J is the only space metal band I know. Okay, so, quote, It appears that Tom DeLonge and his UFO research program to the Stars Academy may have acquired some, quote, well, extra quote, potentially exotic materials not of this world. So some people are referring to this uh, material that they have as an alien alloy. Okay. So you and I talked a little bit about a while ago about the project that To The Stars Academy is doing called Project Adam, the acquisition and data analysis of materials, which just sounds extremely vague and like you get the thing and you look at the thing, right? Okay. But this is specifically related to materials not found on earth or that there's no records for or whatever right so back in 2017 the new york times ran an article about a top secret ufo program at the pentagon this article revealed that aerospace billionaire robert bigelow of course the billionaire's last name is bigelow had modified buildings to house quote metal alloys and other materials that allegedly had been recovered from unidentified aerial phenomena So UAP is also how To the Stars Academy says UFO. Mm -hmm. So not unidentified flying object, but unidentified aerial phenomena, which I think is a little bit broader of a term. And to me, it also sounds sleek and modern. Right. And lightweight and aerodynamic. They're just um, making it more aerodynamic. They're just making it more aerodynamic. You're absolutely right. So DeLong's organization, To The Stars Academy, released a statement claiming that they have acquired some potentially exotic materials featuring properties not from any known existing military or commercial application. Now, that might sound like boring talk because it's very, uh, what? what's the word, like tightly buttoned, your tie pull, pulled all the way up. But the fact that uh, a company that Tom DeLonge started that's already gaining some notoriety and respect for like doing some stuff. The fact that they are claiming that they have some material that has never existed before on Earth is super exciting. But couldn't like something just fly in from space and you can find it and then you can be like, it's never existed on Earth because it's from space. Well, I think you could, but I don't know if they are. Okay. (laughs) Someone, Steve Justice said this. He's the um, COO and the former head of advanced systems at Lockheed Martin Skunk Works. Uh, He's the CEO of, of, uh, yeah, just uh, Lockheed Martin Skunk Works. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He says, the structure and composition of these materials are not from any known existing military or commercial application, uh, which is what I just said. But I guess that's what he just said. Uh, Oh, yeah. 
The quote continues, they've been collected from sources with varying levels of chain of custody documentation. We are focusing on verifiable facts and working to develop independent scientific proof of the materials, properties, and attributes. In some cases, the manufacturing technology required to fabricate the material is only now becoming available. So they're trying to take this thing, figure out what it's made of, figure out how it's made, the TV show, and then also trying to reverse engineer this weird alien metal that, they, that they've that they come into custody of. Gotcha. Well, what do you think this metal is? What do they think this metal is used for? They don't know. I think it's from maybe an alien baseball bat. Maybe it's from an mm. alien helmet for like an alien sport. Maybe it's from alien trumpets. You know what? That's one thing I didn't even think about. It could be from an alien trumpet. It could be a musical instrument. Like they probably have an alien band. I mean, the music has been around for a long time. There's always been forms of music. You're right. They Since, have probably have alien bands. You know, that's one thing. And like you say these things so flippantly, but you make such a good point. They have to have. I'm sure that they have some kind of. I mean, look at like the ocean. You have whales that sing songs. That's and true. they have different songs for different groups of whales and different families. Mm-hmm. Aliens probably have their own little songs. <sighs> Alien songs. You're probably right. Let that one blow your mind. Remember how I said a long time ago that you said that our tombstones or our headstones would just be gifts playing? Right. This is now the coolest thing you've ever said. Okay. <laughs> that aliens probably have their own form of music. Yeah. That we probably couldn't even comprehend. Right. Like maybe it's like we can't even hear it. Like we can't even hear the tone that their music plays on. Maybe like it's in a super high frequency that only yeah, they like can maybe hear. Yeah, like maybe we can, maybe there's aliens among us and they're actually singing their little songs to each other, but we can't hear it. It's like a dog whistle. Do you think- We can't hear that frequency. What if all alien music is just that one song, uh, I've been waiting- for a girl like you. But it's just super high and it's I've been waiting for an alien or something. Ooh, maybe that's what that guy in China was trying to do is call out to the aliens. So he sang 10 consecutive songs. Really high. High pitched because he's like, one of these songs is going to be it. One of these songs is going to get the aliens. You're right. And maybe he got close and that's why his and that's lung collapsed. And that's lung collapsed. Yep. He got yep. too close. He flew close. Uh, he flew clue close. Close to the close. Close. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say. You flew clue close. Clink, 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 Well, I really like the idea of alien music a lot. But yeah, sorry. I just think maybe it was an alien musical instrument. It probably was. Maybe they need to check musical instrument medals and not like rocks or spaceships or military what if it was you got to go to your local sam ash and ask the repairman what kind of metal that is hey, you got any crappy trumpets i can check out <laughs> I can, hey this belong to a trumpet a flute or a saxophone wouldn't it be funny if you walk if you bring the metal into a sam ash and you go to like the instrument repair tech and you're like uh hey enough of the small talk why don't you start telling me what this is and when you say this you show them the metal yeah and they're like Oh, that's from a trumpet. That's oh, a, that's a crappy bugle. Oh, that's a French horn. <laughs> what you're holding is just a French horn. It says, uh, it's, it says Martin French horn on it. <laughs> French or, horn. Or it says whoever makes French horns. I don't know who makes French horns. Well, now um, I really like the idea of alien somebody music. Somebody from France. <laughs> 
It just says Jacques, French Jacques horn. Jacques Pierre. It just says, this is Jacques' French horn returned to Jacques, if found. <laughs> stolen by stolen by uh, space cadets. Jacques, alien Jacques Pierre. All right, that's his name? Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I have. Lindsay, do you want to get into some spooky voicemails? Yep. Well, here is, we're going to do two messages. So here's one of them right now. Ready? Ready. Hey, uh, this is um, Ty. I, I, I'm calling for Jordan and, uh, and, and Lindsay Reed, both of you guys. Um, so someone just approached me uh, from the government, I think, and apparently all cryptids are real. And if I don't uh, befriend one within the next two or three months, um, they're going to uh, – well, bad things are going to happen to me. So how, how do I go about befriending a cryptid as soon as possible. Um, a couple of different options would be good because, you know, I, I don't know if, like, I'm going to be able to find the particular one. Listen, you're the experts. I will. All right. I'll, I'll let you. All right. All right. You guys know what's up. All right. Bye. Well, here's what I want to say. I wonder what the government is going to do to Ty if he doesn't become friends with one. Right. Well, because I was thinking in my head, what do cryptids like? That you could befriend them. I'm like, oh, they like you to die. Yeah, they like scaring people. But that's not any better than like, what is the government going to do to you? No, like, are they going to put you in a prison with people who don't have a lot of friends? Okay, well, logically, we have to look at this. Okay, so he doesn't know what kind of cryptid he's going to run into. The chances of meeting a water cryptid, Mm -hmm. you have to have a lot of stuff for. You got to be on a boat. You got to be out swimming. I don't think I would even worry about a water cryptid. Yeah, because then I like I'm also thinking you probably have to have a lot of fish because they probably like to eat fish. Yeah. So that would be a good way to befriend a water cryptid. Maybe like really. okay, yes. So for right now, table worrying about water cryptids. But when you have to fly to Japan, go to that fish auction house, get one of those like a few thousand dollar tunas, fly back with the tuna or swim. And then probably feed one of those to the water cryptid. But let's not worry about that right now. Okay. Yeah. Because okay, so, I feel like that's going to be hard. Or you could dress up like a tuna and then be like, ha, don't eat me. I'm not a tuna. I'm actually a person. Wasn't that a funny joke? Do you funny know, joke. Do you like Peace, jokes? Love. love you. <laughs> love you. Um, <laughs> love you. <laughs> love you, cryptid. Okay. So let's. Okay. So land cryptids. Okay. Yes. There are many of them. A lot of woodsy cryptids. There's what, the Momo, there's the Wendigo, there's Chupacabra. He kind of is all over the place. There's the, well, so I know that Ty lives in Maryland. So yeah. I was I was going to say that there's also the, uh, there was that one we were talking about in Louisville that like hangs out. Oh, the uh, Popelik monster or yeah. something like that. Probably not in your area. There's the, in Maryland, there's a um, Snallygaster, which is a okay. big flying pterodactyl but that's an air animal yeah it's an air one so oh, crap. i feel like your best bet to befriending and doing it quick is gonna be a scary woodsy one i'm sorry it's kind mm-hmm. of the, the scarier ones yeah so you really gotta try but i mean i don't know i i guess oh well what if you are creepier than the cryptid but then wouldn't that just intimidate them or do you intimidate no, I think them? it would spark their attention because they were like oh I'm the creepy one. Wait, what's happening? I need to check this out because you're being creepier than me. Okay. Well, then how does Ty become creepier Mm. than a cryptid to get it intrigued in Ty? And then Ty could, as it's coming over, 
are you ready for me to scare you? And then the Wendigo or something is like, oh, I guess here goes nothing. And then they're about to get scared. They're and like, then let's Ty, talk. Hey, actually, name's Ty. How are you? <laughs> so how does Ty scare well, a cryptid? Could dress up like something. I mean, I don't know. What do cryptids hate? Cell phones? Cell phone cameras? You could dress up like a giant <laughs> iPhone. Well, if you dress up like an iPhone, you might scare away Bigfoot. Yeah. I feel like Bigfoot is going to be your best bet because I feel like Bigfoot is going to be the friendliest. And they're everywhere. And <laughs> they're so easy to find. They're I mean, almost annoying. Ask any Bigfoot <laughs> hunter. They're super easy to find. Well, Bigfoot's yet like yelling. They and like, throwing rocks. Yeah, and hitting uh, hitting trees with sticks. And hitting trees with sticks. It seems pretty easy. They also like number twoing outside. Yeah, you just got a number two outside. You get a Bigfoot in a heartbeat. <laughs> I don't know. I think Bigfoot is going to be your easiest. Okay. So If you want to get another cryptid, a land cryptid, you probably are going to have to be the bait somehow until you can lure them over and then justify why they need to be friends with you as opposed to eating you but i think that's going to be hard i think bigfoot is going to be your best chance okay so then let's narrow it in how does ty become friends with a bigfoot um throw rocks not at him no toward like around with him. them with them yeah with you, them. you say you know announce hey i'm gonna be throwing rocks tonight at this place. Where do you announce it? Anyone, just in the woods, like really loud. Okay. And then you yell. You do a holler. Oh! Who knows? Maybe a Loveland Frogman will show up. Hey, Maybe you, he uh, likes throwing stones, he comes, too. He comes waddling up. Yeah, he would be kind of a cool cryptid to be friends Wouldn't with. Wouldn't that be cool? How about this? I bet you... Because he's silly looking. He's silly. He's... Although scary, he's kind of silly. He's about like human size. What are they like? Around like four or five foot? They're a half frog with human legs. They're, yeah, it's just, it essentially is just a frog that's bipedal that's about four and a half to five foot tall. Okay, so wait, he would have shorter arms. The frog to or grab- tie? <laughs> Both. Okay. You make your arms really short. Wait, wait. The Loveland frogmen will come out and be like, oh, you have short arm problem too? Oh, that's so weird. Friends forever. Or, um... Go in the woods. Well, I'm just saying he's less likely to hurt you. I think way... I, I because don't... he doesn't have teeth. He has a frog mouth. Yeah. He has little a... arms. You know what, Ty? Don't worry about it. He's just got a big, dumb frog mouth. He might be scared to look at, but like he might be easy because you could just laugh and pat him on the frog head. So go into the woods, find a big body of water, and just start throwing rocks you like when, a pond. when you think... Yeah, like like a, 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 really, a really cool pretty off the beaten path pond yeah start throwing rocks and then hopefully the loveland frogman walks up and goes oh you throw rocks here too bud and yeah. then you're just throwing rocks together and you're like yeah yeah i mean like it's just kind of my it's just kind of my pastime and then maybe what you'll you'll need to do some research on like rock throwing nomenclature get mm-hmm. hip with the rock throwing lexicon and be like yeah i typically like to do an overhand shoulder winger but um now i've been doing these uh i've been doing these side hip thrusters and then you, and then the Loveland Frogman's like, "Wow, I haven't seen a side hip thruster throw." And and then there's like a cameo of like you guys throwing rocks at like other cryptids' houses. Like, what's the one cryptid that's the witch with the, the Baba Yaga? The Baba Yaga. <laughs> You're like throwing at the Baba Yaga house at the little legs, the and chicken legs. <laughs> and, and then you like, run away, and you guys giggle together. 
both two things. One, you do end up really hurting the the, the Baba Yaga's legs, and it's very rude, but it's yeah, fine. But, but then, it's fine. but then two, while this montage is playing, of you guys throwing rocks at cryptids and like having all sorts of fun, and then you're trying to like use your tongue to catch a fly, but you have a human tongue, and you guys are like, oh, guess I can't do that. Uh, Hollow Notes is playing. <laughs> what I want, you got. Uh, it's playing that in the background. You've been singing a lot of songs on this. I can't sing because my voice is like starting to go. Lindsay, I'm singing for the both of us. Thank you. You're welcome. But. Loveland Frogman, probably the easiest cryptid to get along with, I would imagine. I think so. I think Bigfoot's, you know, he's known to be friendly, but Bigfoot's also a big dude. Yeah, they're they're very large. So, like, he could throw you. You throw a rock the wrong way. Well, how about this? He could throw you. If you you have proof and you can show the government people who came and yelled at you pictures of you and the Frogman, I think they're probably going to leave you alone. Yeah, in your wallet. Like where you would keep pictures of your kids. You have one of those fold out, like it flops. There's like 50 it's photo just slots. It's you and the frogman. But it says Walgreens at the bottom and they're like, and they didn't, they didn't question you at all. I think that's going to be your best cryptid to find. Throw rocks. Learn the nomenclature. Bring a lot of flies. Bring a lot of flies. Bring the movie The Fly with Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. And you could show the frogman a little taste of your world. Yep. That's what I would do. I think that was one of our best pieces of advice we've ever given. <laughs> That says a lot. Yeah, it says we're getting very good at this. Yeah. Well, should we take another call? Yes, let's do it. You ready? Yep. Prove it. I'm still here. Okay, ready? Okay. Ready? Yeah. Hello, Jordan and Lindsay and also Molly. Um, I am just, it's Katie Diddy, by the way. I'm just calling because um, I'm laying in bed trying to fall asleep. And I can't help but think about where are all of the world's baby teeth? Where have they been? Where are like, is there some kind of little baby teeth troll that comes and takes them and stashes them away under their bed, or I I don't even know. Like that's the only logical option. Anyway, if you could weigh in on this um crisis that I'm having, that would be great. All right, bye. That's actually a really good question because I don't know. Well, like my... okay, logically, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. But when you lost baby teeth when you were little, your parents stole them and swallowed them. Yeah, they, right. We all know that. They most likely tossed them in the trash. But aren't there like wasn't it? Didn't it used to be a thing where people would keep your baby teeth in like a little tin? Well, yeah. In one episode, I talked about different tooth fairies. Oh yeah. Like some cultures would bury them under the house or throw them up on the on the roof. <laughs> yeah. So like in some places, there's probably like a bunch of teeth buried under a house, which is Man, really creepy. What a bummer day you'd have. Which, side note, if you ever committed a murder, because you know I love everything about committing murders, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and you buried a body down there and say like they could only, the body deteriorated and they could only identify that body from the dental records because uh-huh. usually they can identify people from teeth and then they get you. Mm-hmm. Imagine burying him under a house that has like all these teeth and then the detectives have to like search through thousands of teeth. It's a lot of teeth to That's search That's a bummer through. day. But like in the landfills, like there probably is like a good amount of teeth. Imagine what it's like emptying the trash at a dentist's office and you just get a big trash bag full of nothing but teeth. I didn't even think about that. Like what did the dentist's office do with all those teeth? When they pull teeth. Do they just throw them out? Do they keep them? I bet you there's some real weird dentists that keep teeth. Do they make them into houses? Well, I mean, it might be a very small house. 
a house for a mouse, mouse. house. Yeah, mouse house. Tooth mouse house. My my favorite part about Katie Diddy's question is when she said, "Where have they been?" And I think, well, <laughs> like two they're pla- about to come back. Two, two, th- two answers. They've been in babies' heads. Yeah. And then two, don't know. I have no idea where the baby teeth are kept. I don't know either. I like. I, f- I don't think teeth break down. I think they're kind of like bones. Like well, maybe they mean, eventually they will, but I think they're quite literally bones. Yeah. I don't think they go away. Here's what I'd like to think. I'm surprised more people don't find teeth like just meandering around. Yeah, how are there not teeth everywhere? Because you and I, you and I like to play a game when, and this is a little macabre, but we 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 play this game when we're driving somewhere, either through a city or in the middle of nowhere. We think, how many square miles are we away from a body hidden in the woods? <laughs> and and now I think we could also oh, play the game. I and- think we just justified why we call ourselves the spooky spouses. <laughs> That's a real game we play. We have a real macabre marriage. Yeah. Uh, well, right now, where we are right now, how many square miles do you think? we are away from a body in the woods you know surprisingly we are in the middle of the woods kind of in the middle of nowhere and i don't feel the energy that we're like in a very close square radius of a dead body you know what neither do i i'm gonna say maybe a square three miles there wasn't like major wars that were here i mean there's a civil war but yeah, probably trickled I don't think around we this were area. Too into that. Watch tomorrow. We're gonna find a. We're, we're gonna find. We're gonna, a, find, we're gonna teeth. find a. Find a foot. We're gonna find a whole bag of teeth. But now, how many square miles are you away from teeth? Teeth. I'm gonna say <laughs> twelve feet. Yeah. I bet you there's. I bet you there's teeth in these in the woods around our house. There are probably teeth everywhere. Brick and mortars probably made out of teeth. We think bricks and mortar are made out of teeth? Or wait, people probably flush the teeth too. Can you imagine? They're probably in our sources. Our water is probably tooth water. Our water has probably been touched by teeth. Tickled by teeth. Tickled by teeth. Your tap water has been tickled by okay. teeth. Well, let's, because you and I do not know where teeth go when when they're no longer in a human's head. Yeah. Where do you think maybe the best or the funnest place for teeth to go would be? Like after they fall out of the face. Don't say it like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Molly swallowed all her teeth. People people are going to think, wow, I can't believe Lindsay actually got convicted of murder. And then they're going to go back to episode 92 around the 55 minute mark. And they're going to say, oh, no, I can. Because she said when they fall out of the when when they fall out of the face. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so where do you think where, where do you think they go? They would want to go or the funnest place they'd go? Well, I don't think they get to choose teeth, you know? Oh, what was the question? (laughs) (laughs) Where do you think the best place would be to either keep or dispose of teeth after they've fallen out of the face? Well, see, now I'm just thinking if you kept all the teeth together and then buried them in your house somewhere, because you know someone's going to live in your house after you're gone. I just want someone to find a big jar of teeth. And then they wonder. And then it's their problem. It's it's like a curse. It's their problem. It's not my problem. Maybe there's like, not an attic, but like someplace. Oh, uh, in the wall. Yeah, but like, but you you make it look a little bit out of sorts. Like maybe there's like a vent. An arrow pointing to it. Oh. (laughs) Like a big arrow (laughs) that says teeth in here. (laughs) Not teeth in here. Not teeth in here. No need to look. Don't even. Enjoy your new house. (laughs) 
But like like uh, an air vent that's maybe like one of the screws is out oh, and it's a little yeah. bit tilted. So they're like, what's in there? Oh, a jar. Oh, an old tuna fish can full of teeth. Yeah. I think send all of the teeth, like have a lot of infrastructure just dedicated to teeth moving and teeth disposal. So like fly all tooth the teeth. Truck? Have a tooth truck. Yeah. Yeah. Have, a, have for sure a tooth truck that, it, that it's, it's a dump truck, right? Yeah. Have a tooth truck. And then maybe all the teeth get loaded into an airplane or a helicopter and dropped loose, like they're they're in a big pouch or something. And then the pouch opens up, like when you have planes or helicopters flying over wildfires and they drop the stuff, drop all the teeth in a volcano. Okay. And then put them back into the earth, you know? Well, you could recycle the teeth. I mean, teeth are pretty strong. Like, why can't we re- like dispose our teeth somewhere where they could recycle it? I guess I, I mean, a lot of people wouldn't want to drink out of like a tooth clean canteen. Yeah, like human bone canteen. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Like people get really excited when things are upcycled and they're like, oh, it's made out of old bike tires. What are your glasses made out of? Teeth. Human teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, later. I think that would be a good market to recycle teeth because it's not doing anything gross. It's no. just very unusual. Yeah. We so gotta... it would be like a niche market that people would be like, oh, they upcycle teeth. We got it. Yeah. We, and make we gotta, them into cool stuff. We got to get into recycling human bones more. Teeth like coasters. Teeth toothbrush handles. Ooh. They use like big teeth to do like, you know, haven't you ever seen like magnifying glasses? The handle will be like a tooth or something. or What? Oh, it's like a bone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. They recycle bones. So why don't they recycle teeth? I would absolutely brush my teeth with a toothbrush made out of teeth. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And you'd call it maybe just teeth brush would be your brand name. Your teeth brush. Teeth brush. And it'd be, yeah, toothbrushes made out of recycled human teeth. Yeah. Wow. I think... We can't tell you where these teeth go, but we have a really great idea of what we could do with these teeth. Yeah. If we do find out where they do go. Toothbrushes. Yeah. Or just anything. Cell phone cases. Oh, I would absolutely have a, a like a case cover. Cell I'd have, phone. I'd have a, a pop uh, socket. I'd have a human tooth pop socket. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. It would be, you know what it would be? Planters. Really cool. Yeah. Planters. Yep. Would be good. And also planners, like the actual... Uh, <laughs> that would be heavy. The the cover would be cool, you know? Yeah, just statues. Oh my gosh, a human tooth guitar. Ooh. And you just shred on it. Yeah. Wow, we're so cool and smart. You just floss out. I guess you could floss. Yeah, you can floss out. Instead of shred, you floss. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> hopefully this helped uh, answer some of your guys' questions. And if it didn't, then I'm sorry. Then you know what we'll say? Oops-a-daisy. <laughs> <laughs> So if you'd like to call our Spooky Spouses hotline, if you have a question, or like we said in Haunted Housekeeping, if you want to tell us about your bad Halloween costume or costumes, go right ahead. The phone number is 803-816-2667. It's open 24 hours, and we'd love for you to call. We'd also like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for the music that you hear at the beginning, the middle, and the end. He's just amazing, and he has flute arms. He does. Now, his arms are made out of bones, but they're not his bones. They're made out of teeth. Yep. They're made out of teeth. His bones are made out of where those teeth are. Yes, you're right. So M. Night Shyamalan twist, Katie Diddy, Eli's bones are where the teeth are. (laughs) Eli is actually where he's just compiled of all the old teeth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's a real interesting character. 
<laughs> We'd also like to thank our beautiful boss, baby boy, Colin Parker, and everybody over at the Scavengers Network for hosting the show, for being wonderful human beings, and for always putting out very good content. You can find the Scavengers Network on social media or go to scavengersnetwork.com, check out the Scavengers Network store, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash the Scavengers Network, and uh, I don't know, do whatever you want, really. And we'd like to thank each and every one of you for always supporting the show. Like I said, we love great reviews and subscribing and telling your friends. So keep uh, keep passing it along, I guess. Well, until next week, have a toothsome Wednesday. Have a double Dave Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go on a double date with Double Dave. How about that? Perfect. Uh, well, until next Monday, we will see each and every one of you later. Bye bye. Bye. Two out of four of our dog's legs just fell off. She has two legs. Two out of four legs she has. Two of our tiny dog's legs just fell off of her fluffy and friendly body. Her fluffy and friendly frame. She has no tail. She never had a tail. <laughs> that did, that didn't fall off. That got the, cut off. Are those, are those your vocal warm-ups? Yeah, well, I don't have any vocal cords right now uh-huh. so i'm just warming up the two that i have <laughs> i think we all have two right <laughs> yep all right okay <laughs> the scavengers network creator driven community focused treasured content w-i-d-k is your morning commute too much fun? Do you wish listening to the radio sucked even more? Join Fish Stick. It stops you from pooping, but it has its own good chemicals that fight the bad chemicals in you, and that's why yogurt's good for you. Lulu. I don't like shellfish to eat. It feels wrong, like you're just prying open someone's house and you're like... <laughs> the Professor. If you really think about it, a hot dog is just a soft-shell bologna taco. And mulch. I don't want a body like John Cena because that just seems like a lot of extra spaces to have to clean. Like, there's a <laughs> reason he's completely shaved this is i don't know radio the only show that delivers more than you wanted and less than you hope for search widk in your podcast app